0: You know, if I were to ask you, you know, what is your most prized possession? I'm sure that's something that something would just kind of pop in your mind of, of what that may be. Uh, if you asked me what my prized possession was, I'd probably go down in the basement or maybe up in the attic and I would emerge with with boxes of toys, some that have been greatly loved throughout my childhood, but some they're still new in their wrappers. Uh, let's see. In fact, did, did you know that the only difference between being a kid in a toy aisle and being an adult in a toy aisle is that as an adult 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 you can say yes to all the stuff that you've always wanted to buy except of course when your spouse is with you then they overrule your impulsive buy for their impulsive buy so that's how that works Uh, or maybe I'd share a keepsake from my childhood you know something that meant for me or maybe a family heirloom that's been passed down from generation to generation including a full set of Burger King Star Wars glasses I love those things I hope they don't break. And of course, those priceless treasures that my kids have given to me or that they made for me, those, those I would say are my most prized possessions. And those keepsakes, those treasures, what they do is they, they speak to a certain memory. They they invoke certain emotions when we think about them, not, not only something that we were a part of, but maybe even something that we achieved ourselves. So we wouldn't dream of selling them or trading them. I do have this morning a little picture that I drew in third grade. If anybody wants to buy this for $10, they certainly may. But we would be devastated if, if those treasures, right, got, got ruined or, or lost or, or let's say even stolen. And some of you have had that experience where something valuable was lost. For many of us, we couldn't imagine life without those things. And it's with this in mind, those priceless treasures, those treasures that we so desperately want to hold on to that we get to our scripture reading for today. Whether whether it's material possessions or, or sentimental value, as we talk about this image of a treasure hidden in a field, a pearl of great value to highlight the value and the worth of the kingdom of heaven. A priceless treasure that's pursued and and valued above anything and everything else. Let's take a moment to look at our text, shall we? Where Jesus begins by saying the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field which someone found. And I want to stop there for just a moment because sometimes when it comes to the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, it meets us in unexpected places. Sometimes when we're not even looking for it or, or aware of it, it's almost as if we stumble onto these experiences as we go about our day, and, and God's kingdom all of a sudden breaks into our lives. And we're like, wow, I, f- I found something, something significant. And sometimes it could be in a very dramatic way, like, like a miracle where you can't help but notice the hand of God, but, but oftentimes it's some very subtle ways. It could be a simple word. A simple phrase that somebody just speaks into your life at the right time in just the right way. And i got to share one such moment with you. After Christmas, what we typically do is that first Sunday we have the blessing service where people are invited to come forward to receive a blessing for the new year. And it is a gift uh, to know your stories, and and it's a very emotional time for me and for those that come forward as as tears, as tears well up in in each other's eyes as you're praying for them. Yet this year something unique happened as someone came up to me and, and to receive a blessing, and before I could even open my mouth, they began to speak a word of blessing into and over my life. And I got to tell you, that moment took me aback. That moment made me pause and, and reflect, wow, God's, God's kingdom is alive and well. And that blessing meant so much to me. And it's something that I don't want to let go of. It's something that, that I want to keep. That too is a prized possession. And maybe you have had a similar experience that as you're going about your day, Maybe you're having a tough day. Maybe, maybe you're, you're, you're just down for some reason. Or, or maybe you're just going to the day-to-day stuff of life, and somebody just pauses, and it hits you in the right way. That word of blessing, that pleasant smile, or God's kingdom comes close. Or maybe you had that type of, of experience within worship. Maybe there's been a certain prayer that's really spoken to you or maybe maybe a worship song that you heard or sung and there's a certain phrase that just sticks with you for the day. Or, or maybe maybe you heard a part of the message that that, that you're like, man, I, I can't believe the pastor's speaking to me today. Or, or maybe you experienced that in, in a Bible study where you're not only joining in community, but but God's word just kind of hops off the page and speaks to your life. Or maybe you've been praying over somebody Or maybe somebody's been praying over you and that wave of emotion hits your soul. You see, that's the unexpected moment. You see, sometimes when we're least expecting it, God breaks into our lives and we can't help but notice the movement and the power of his Holy Spirit. And here's the deal, church. God is in the business of seeking out and he is in the business of saving the lost. And maybe right now this morning, you're kind of feeling a little lost. Maybe, maybe you're feeling, yeah, pastor, I hear what you're saying about God breaking in and seeing his presence, but, but I'm not quite feeling that right now. And, and if that's where you are today, if you're, you're feeling a little spiritually disconnected, I pray that God's Holy Spirit would move in and through your life. I pray that he would bless you in, in unexpected ways that, that you may not ask or imagine, but that would truly transform your heart and your life. So, so back to our text this morning. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hid in the field, which someone found and hid. Now, maybe you remember doing this growing up. I remember doing this growing up, but it's kind of like when you, when you wanted, when you found something that you wanted in the store and you didn't have the money right there to buy it. So what would you do? You, you tucked it away behind something, right? You, or you hid it in a section that wasn't quite the right section. So you took a toy that you found and hid it in the bath section behind some towels or underneath. Anybody remember doing that? Kai, get an amen. My goodness, my goodness. Then all you would do is you would hope to come back later. So you would run home, you search to see if you had enough money, or you say, hey mom, dad, I found this, and we got to go get it. We got to go get it. It was hidden for the sense of getting that and restoring that. The same thing is true here. There was this revelation that what the person had found was something that they couldn't do without. There was something they couldn't live without, and they decided to sell all that they had to get it. The text goes on to say, in fact, then in his joy, not out of fear, not reluctantly, not thinking, well, well, if I, if I buy this, then I'd have to let this go. No. It was out of pure joy. He goes and sells all that he has and he buys that field. You see, there was a moment when there was a realization that what he had didn't measure up to what he had just found. I'm giving all this away so I can have this instead. Yet for some of us, we keep holding on to all this other stuff so tightly that we fail to truly claim what God is offering us. We're distracted. Maybe we're a little tired. And rather than letting go and fully claiming this promise for our lives and all this stuff here, we decide to hold on to this. So confession time this morning. I'm 50 years old, and I have a favorite blanket. Blanket. I have a favorite, but it's before us this morning. Um, it was given to me by the quilters at Zion Lutheran Church in Pelican Rapids. It was a celebration. I don't know if they gave it to thank me for my internship year or to get rid of me after my internship year. Not quite sure of that. But, but much like our prayer shawl ministers here, much like our quilting ministry here at King of Kings, the, the quilters at Zion would pray over that quilt uh, as they were making it. And I gotta tell you, there, there is such a sense of warmth and there, and peace with this quilt. This thing is just awesome, right? It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right. Now, for those of you who can't see, this thing is actually falling apart. The, the batting is actually, this is the batting that's supposed to be on the inside, but it seems like it's on the outside. And and if I'm not careful, I could also put my foot through a, a loop and it rips, or if I pull it up too, too rapidly, Right, it is seeing better days. It's it's fragile. Oh no, baby! <laughs> right, it's fragile. It's frayed. It's it, it's doesn't have the vibrant colors that it once used to have. Right, it's it's it, that's and this is church is is a visual reminder of some of the things that we hold on to in life that that fade, that they don't last. And our lives are filled with these things. And some of you know the reality of of losses, of things that you have held so very dear. Matthew puts it this way. Do not store up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consume, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. When you think about your possessions, when you think about the kingdom and the blessing of God, what is your most prized treasure? In fact, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at this section of Scripture during the Lenten season in a section, a series entitled Concerning, where we're going to be invited to kind of peel back the layers. Yet it's here that we're asked to consider what are we pursuing on a daily basis? Maybe right now you're pursuing financial treasures. Maybe right now you're, you're pursuing material treasures. Maybe, maybe right now you're pursuing a, a sense of security, right? And you're just, you're just holding on as tight as you can. Or maybe you're, you're pursuing a certain status or, or a way of life. Yet what would it mean to take that earthly treasure and instead seek the treasure of the kingdom? But we hold on to those things, right? We hold on to stuff like this that, that often fades. So Jesus continues verse 45. He says again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of a, in search of pearls, find pearls. And I love that image that just as there are moments when, when God breaks into our, our, our lives in unexpected ways, there's also those times when we might be searching for him, diligently searching. Some of you are searching right now. Some of you are searching for a breakthrough in a relationship. Some of you are searching for for a breakthrough in terms of of how your mind is wired in terms of anxiety or depression or, or maybe addiction has taken hold in your life. Maybe you're praying through a breakthrough for your work, for your family, maybe even your own heart. Matthew 7 7 reminds us ask and it will be given you, search and you will find, knock and the door will be open for everyone who asks receives, everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks the door will be open. Right? So this person was searching. This person was yearning for something of great value. And it's amazing what type of stuff we'll pursue to fill those voids of life because, much like that merchant who was searching for pearls, plural. We may find ourselves going in all sorts of directions, trying to fill that void in our lives. In fact, how many of you have ever watched a squirrel? The, the squirrels are, are jittery little buggers, aren't they? Right? They're, they're like sitting in your yard at one moment, and all of a sudden, like, boom, I gotta be over there in that yard. And then they go from that yard, they go, boom, I gotta be up in a tree. And then I gotta be on a telephone pole, wire, whatever, you know, electrical wire, right? And then, and the, so they're, they're, they're moving around like crazy. And for no reason, they have to change. And sometimes that's like us, when it comes to pursuing the things of the world. Sometimes we're moving from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. We're distracted. We're drained. We're stressed. We're trying to find peace in our lives. And we're distracted as we're being pulled in all sorts of direction. And much like that squirrel who darts into the tree in front of my tire, we're splat. Maybe right now, the things that we're pursuing and pouring into aren't really giving us life, but maybe those things are taking life away from us. Yet we're holding on so tightly to those things that we're unable to allow God to bless us with something new or to even bless us in those moments. In fact, look at what the text says next. It says, on finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and brought it. Let me ask you, how many pearls did he find? One. Singular. He was looking for many. He was distracted by many, yet he found one single pearl of great value. <laughs> Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness in all these things will be given to you as well. Pray for God's kingdom promise to break into your work. Pray for God's kingdom promise to break into your relationship. Pray for God's kingdom promise to break into your circumstances, your heart, your restless mind, your restless spirit. Find your assurance, your comfort, your strength in him. Allow that treasure to speak a word of blessing in all aspects of your life. You know, in a section of scripture entitled A Living Hope, Uh, First Peter, chapter one, verse three, puts it this way, says, blessed be the God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into what? A living hope, right? A living hope. This isn't something that's like way down the line. This is something that we can experience right here, right now for daily life. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And that's a key word. And into the inheritance. That's something that we get, right? We, we get this. That's imperishable, undefiled, unfit and fading, kept in heaven for you, for you and for me who are being protected by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In other words, that treasure, that promise is for you right here, right now. We don't have to wait for it. And the question is, are we living like it? Are we living it? And I love this next part because it speaks into the reality of the uncertainties of life. It says, in this you rejoice, even now for a little while, while you have to suffer various trials. And some of you are in a season of life where you're suffering right now. Some of you are in a season of life where you're like, well, okay, Lord, how much longer do I have to navigate? And how much more do I have to go through this? It says this is for a little while so that the genuineness of your faith be more precious than gold, that though perishable, there's that temporal versus eternal stuff again, right? That, that heavenly and that earthly thing. It's tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus is revealed. That's the joy that we're being talked about in our text for this morning. And I love this next part. It says, although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not know, have not seen him, he's seen him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy, for you are receiving the outcome of your faith, which is what? Salvation of your souls. Hebrews simply puts it this way. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. See, see, we, we haven't quite yet seen it, but we know it. We, we haven't quite experienced it, but, but we have it right now. And it's tough because it's easier to find comfort in the things we can see with our eyes, right? Or touch with our hands or, or to provo- provide a sense of security, the tangible stuff. Yet it's this promise of God where we find true hope and security and strength and peace. It's the now and the not yet promise of the gospel. And once again, how are we living it? It's not a sense of letting it all go, It's a sense of how can we ask God to to place all things in his hands. In fact, there's a wonderful hymn uh, that's a wonderful reminder that reminds us that Jesus is our priceless treasure. And and verse 2 begins with this. It says, in thine arm I rest me. And, And I love how that phrase goes, right? Because I don't know if this happens to you, but a lot of times my worst enemy in life is me. It's the stuff that's going on up here. It's the stuff that, that I get stuck on and, and maybe negative self-talk or doubts or fears. It's the internal stuff. And so it says, in thine arm, I rest me. In other words, Lord, save me from me. And maybe that might be a prayer that we need to pray tonight, right? Lord, save me from me. May I find rest in you. It goes on to say, foes who would molest me cannot reach me here. There's a a sense of safety that rises above any situation that we might be facing, whether it's the attitudes or actions or negativity of the world. It says, "Though, though the earth be shaking, every heart be quaking. What does Jesus do? Say it with me. Jesus calms my fear. Lightnings flash and thunders crash, yet though sin and hell assail me, what's the promise? Say it with me. Jesus will not fail me. So, if that is our testimony, those two phrases: "Jesus come my fear," "Jesus will not fail me." That treasure, right of heaven, brought to earth, that is right ours. How are we pursuing it? Whenever I think about this text, here's an example. I think a Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Anybody with me this morning? Right who continually refers to this ring that he has as, my precious, right? It's like that little creepy voice, my precious. And he seeks after it, right? He, he pursues it with his whole heart. This, this one ring consumes him so much, there is nothing that he wouldn't do to go and find it. He yearned for it. It called him each and every day. To the very end, that ring gripped his life. See, that's what the gospel does for us church. That gospel message of Jesus Christ should grip our hearts so much that we become consumed by it. That all that we want is more and more and more of that priceless treasure. So that we are blessed, but that we are also a blessing to others. For your spiritual practice this week, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff up there. First of all, you'll see a text from Matthew and also from John's gospel. And after you read those texts, reflect, what's my declaration of who Jesus is? This is what Peter says about Jesus. So after you read that, ask yourself, well, what is my declaration of who Jesus is? Then I want you to read Luke chapter 12. You'll see some verses there, and also First Timothy 6, chapter 6, verse 17 through 19, and reflect, how can I allow Jesus, the priceless treasure, to speak over my earthly treasure? So how can I take the treasure we've been talking about today, and how can I allow it to speak over those things that I hold so dear. And then apply it. Choose an area of your life this week and live more boldly into those kingdom promises, whether it's in terms of your finances, your relationships. Maybe some of you are dealing with anxiety or fear. Maybe there's a health concern. So how can we allow this treasure of the gospel to trickle into all aspects of our lives, that we seek it first and foremost and take our lead from there? These things we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.